Welcome to Platform Church Rested Life Conversations. Platform is a young, dynamic, multidimensional church. We offer inspirational, practical, and relevant teaching that is applicable for your daily living. At Platform, our teaching is relevant to people of all ages, race, color, nationality, and of different socioeconomic backgrounds. At Platform Church, we believe that the rested life is a reality for us. For more information, visit platformchurch.co.za. Enjoy the rested life conversations. Now, here is your host, Darlington Steve. You have been awesome, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Minister Pastor Darlington and your beautiful wife. Thank you so much for this opportunity, this platform, and we are ready to all the watchers, the viewers. It's so great to have you on uh, tonight, or maybe you're listening to it and it's during the day, but it's awesome that you are listening to this teaching right now because God has an assignment for you in the name of Jesus. And indeed, it is the Watchers Conference. So we are ready to open up our eyes. We are ready for our spiritual ears to be opened, to be enlightened, that we may see, we may know what God is doing in this time and in this season, in the name of Jesus. So even as we begin, I just felt a, a strong prompting in my spirit Suddenly, as a minister was introducing me, you know, I suddenly was uh, taken to, I think, 2 Kings 5, and it talks about Naaman's, um, Naaman's servant. Right now, I want to speak to somebody who's been in a place where they feel so insignificant. They feel that they feel like, Lord, can really my life amount to anything great? But the God that we serve in this time, he is calling for watchers. He's not looking at uh, he's not looking at your social standing. He's not looking at what it is that you have, the calibers, the qualifications, but he is looking for a vessel that is willing, a vessel that is watchful, a vessel that is alert, a vessel that will say, Lord, I am ready for you to use me when you can and be ready. You know, when you look at Naaman, at Naaman's servant, you know, she was in a place where you know, she could have been timid and shied away in terms of what God had spoken to her. And one of the things that I believe that God is going to speak and minister to somebody right now is that there are things that God has spoken to you. There are deposits that God has given you. There are downloads that God has given you. But for so long, you have shied away. For so long, you have thought, but my role is insignificant. I am not the bishop's wife. I am not Mamrut, I'm not the prophet, but child of God, let me let you know this day that God has called you into greatness. God has called you into significance and what you need to do. This conference, I believe it is giving you a voice. It is giving you a voice for you to have a boldness to open up your eyes and begin to say, I know the God that I serve. You see, when you look at Naaman's servant, she was an Israelite. So there's something about being an Israelite. That is being a child of God. There is something about having had a deposit of God's word, his statutes, his Torahs, his instructions. And there is an appointed time and a season where God will allow him, God will move by his spirit and allow you to be a voice in a place of significance and for you to be able to rise up and say, thus saith the Lord. You have the answer. You have the solutions for the generations. 
You have the answer for your family. You have the answer for your company. You have the answer for the generation ahead. I want you to know that you are a voice called and appointed by God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So I believe that you're all getting excited. I believe that already you have received your word and it's like, Lord, this is right there for me. This is my word. This is my portion. So you can take that to the bank with the Lord and you will surely reap a great harvest. So let's engage. Let's keep those comments coming through. Get, all, get yourselves excited. Begin to punch some amens. Begin to punch some hallelujahs. Begin to declare that I am expectant. Begin to declare that I am positioning myself. I refuse for the next seven days that are coming for me to come out, you know, unchanged and untransformed. But you better say, Lord, this is the appointed time and the season that you have given me with you. And I will enter into these seven days with much expectation because from this moment, you are just going to go out and give birth to greatness in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, that was just a side note. Let me get into my notes. We have already prayed. And in the last three days, oh my goodness, uh, Pastor Darlington just laid the foundation of prayer and expectation. So I'm just riding upon that. And the downloads are beginning to come. The download. Somebody declare, my download is coming. My download is coming. My download is coming in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I would like to just, you know, and I want to speak also from just my own experience and my own point of view. You know, we all have gone through journeys in our spiritual walk. And we've been, you know, through different types of ministries or exposure to the body of Christ, different types of learnings. And none of these are all bad because they point to the Messiah. They point to the Messiah. But what is important is that, you know, we come to a place where God is continuously allowing us to walk into deeper revelation to begin to understand what it is that we ought to do. Because in every generation, they will give you of what they best know and what they best understand. But with God, he continues to illuminate himself. And therefore, I believe we're in a season and a transition where God has allowed the fullness of the manifestation of God's glory to descend upon his children. The fullness of God's glory, the things that we have read about, the great signs, the wonders, the miracles. Now is the time for the manifestation. Now is the time for you to walk in and have that testimony of the greatness of Jehovah God that we serve. And so, you know, in my, my, in, in my walk with God, there's a time when, you know, you could hear words like watchers and the watchmen, uh, intercessors, gatekeepers, the seven mountains, warfare. And you really would feel like, sure, this is stuff for some big giants and the bishops and some seasoned people. You would always place yourself in a place where you don't feel worthy to be called a watcher. 
You don't feel worthy to be called an intercessor. You don't feel worthy to be called a gatekeeper, let alone thinking, can God give me the ability to access the mountains, to get into warfare? It just feels like it's an assignment that was designated for some spiritual gurus. Well, if there's a word that you have to walk out with today, I want you to know that you are God's chosen spiritual guru. The things that God wants done, the, the, you know, the stepping into the seven mountains, the moving and declaring of things, the pulling down of, of, of strongholds, thoughts, minds, imaginations, the bringing forth of deliverance and salvation. You have been called for it. You have been appointed for it. You are the set man. You are the set woman. You are the set person to be able to step into that realm. Why? Because God has fully equipped you as a child of God. So from this day, if these words have ever brought fear in terms of having this, this inadequacy in you to think, how can I be a watcher? How can I be a prophet? How can I be a gatekeeper? How can I step into this place? Well, you are a child of God. You, if, you are, if, you are, if you are born again, if you are tongue-talking, if you are filled by the Spirit of God, then you are a watcher. And God is looking for you to unveil his secrets, his mysteries, for you to become the blueprint of heaven right here on earth for you to become the blueprint of heaven in your family, in your marriage, to break through barriers that they say could not be broken. You have been given the ability to be able to see, to be able to step right through and see the plans and the purposes of God in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I won't go ahead of myself, but I'll make sure you know, by the time we're done, we're going to pray some prayers that will decrease certain things and make certain confessions. Amen. So as I said, there are thought patterns that have stopped us from stepping into the fullness of the authority that God has commanded us to operate in. So it's only been a thought pattern. It's only what you have limited yourself to, not what God has said. When God gives us in his word, what God gives us in his word was never for a secluded elite class, but to everyone who believes. If you believe today, then you are indeed a watcher. To everyone who shall call upon the name of the Lord. If you call upon the name of the Lord, God qualifies you as his watcher, as his watchman, as his gatekeeper as the one who is to step in and take territory of the seven mountains in the name of Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 8 in the New Living Translation reads, He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. Why do we find ourselves in a place where we feel like we are poor and we're in a garbage dump? simply because these are strategies the enemy has put. It says the God of this world has blinded us from seeing who we are, from seeing the king and the priest that you are. 
And just like the children of Israel, when Mo Moses commanded them to go and spy the land, they came back 12, you know, 10 out of the 12 spies that went out, they came back, it says it was an evil report. And it says, we were like grasshoppers in their sight. It is evil for you to think of yourself less than what God has called you to do. It is evil to think of yourself that you're incapable, that you don't have the ability, that you don't have the potential. It is evil. God wants you to think in the plane that he has set. And that's why he's speaking to those that have called themselves to be poor, that have called themselves to be needy, that have called themselves to be inadequate. He says, he sets them among princes, placing them in seats of honor because you are a prince, because there is a seat that God has set aside for you. The same way we see with Saul, when he went looking for his father's donkeys, oh man, there are people that have been in a place where it feels like they've been going after donkeys, but little did they know in search of the donkeys, they're in a place where they're coming into encounters with God. A seed has been set aside for you to step into the realm of being a watcher, to step into the realm as they said about Saul. Is Saul now amongst the prophets? Is Tembile now amongst the princes? Is Simon now amongst the princes and the great? Yes, you are. God has called you. God has called you. So now is the time for you to come out of the dump. Now is the time for you to come out of that place where you've been looking after donkeys. Lift up your eyes and see where God has called you. He wants you to operate in the realm of the prophets. Hallelujah. And we shall get into all of that glory to God. So the good question may be, who is called as a watcher? Good question. Who is called as a watcher? And I just want to give a basic scriptural foundation on this. We see two passages of scripture that are repeated, one in the Old Testament, and then it's repeated again in the New Testament. And so the Old Testament scripture reference is Joel chapter 2, verse 28 to 29. And we see it in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 to 18. So I will read from the book of Acts in the Passion Translation. This is what I will do in the last days. And we are living in the last days. This is what I'll do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody. On everybody. We are all qualified to operate in, in spiritual realms and dimensions that you think others have been set forth to do. Because you see, child of God, when the prophetic word comes, it simply comes as a confirmation or affirmation to that which God has already spoken to you. Therefore, when we come to get the brethren, the scripture says, how is it that one has a psalm, one has a hymn, one has a, has a, has a, has a song, one has a tongue, one has an interpretation? Let all these be done for the edification. So God is calling us to a place where we are to come and begin to speak and reveal 
the mysteries of God and begin to sound like a symphony, come in harmony as one edifies the other, as we bring on precepts upon precepts and we come to a place where the word of God is no longer dead, but it is alive, it is quick, it is active, it comes to a place where it divides asunder boy and marrow, soul and spirit, and as a discerner of the thoughts and the heart and the intent of man, we come into the place where we're able to see beyond what the natural eye can see. We come into a place where when you're sitting next to somebody in church, the Lord begins to speak to you, and they tell you the person you're speaking, sitting next to, they're going through a divorce. They've got cancer. This is the situation that they're facing. And you begin to operate by the Spirit of God. Why? Because you are a watcher. You are one who, for whom God's Spirit has been poured upon you. And he says, I will pour out my Spirit on everybody and cause your sons and your daughters to prophesy. And young men will see visions and your young and your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not the time to be carried away by some phony prophecies. This is the time to get into the real meat of God's prophecy that begins to bring edification to the body of Christ, that begins to bring enlargement, that begins to bring a wholeness, that begins to speak and say that which the Lord is about to do. It says God will not do nothing until he reveals his secrets first to his friends, to his prophets. So there are things that God wants to release and unleash, and he is looking for a person that will position themselves and say, yes, Lord, I am ready. Glory, glory to God. So what is a watcher? One who is alert to what God is doing. One who is alert to what God is doing. Oh, Rakalaba, you get born again today. You receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior today. You get yourself filled and anointed by the Spirit of God today. You say, Lord, I am your vessel. Use me right now. The Holy Spirit will begin to reveal to you and show you the things that are to come. Oh, glory to God. God is looking for one who is ready and alert to what he is doing. There are many great things that the Lord is doing. In this time, there are many great things. I have come to announce that we are coming out with great substance. And it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. We are coming out with great substance. And I believe as the watchers come on this whole week, they will come to prophesy. They will come to decree. They will come and speak from the realm of the spirit, the things that God has been showing them the things that God has been doing and each and every one of the prophecies will come and align with what God has already spoken to you. And it just becomes an affirmation, a confirmation where God says, get up and run, 
Once have I spoken, twice have you heard. Now that you know that you have heard from the spirit of the living God, get up and go. For now is the time. Hallelujah. Now is the time. So as I said, if you're a child of God, born again, spiritual, and have communion with the Holy Spirit, he has called you. He has appointed you and anointed you as a watcher to commune with him and receive downloads that will cause you to have, listen to this, take over strategy and dominion in the marketplace and cause you to operate in the place of stratagem. I just had to put that in for my dear friend, Pastor Darlington. So, so God will cause you to have takeover strategy and dominion in the marketplace and result you to operate in a place of stratagem. Hallelujah. Oh, we need stratagem, stratagem, stratagem. And here it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> We're having a good time here. Glory to God. Let me know if you're having a good time. Just begin to appreciate God for what he's doing. Begin to thank God for the servant of God. You know, one of the things that we actually forget sometimes is that, you know, when God, you know, uh, calls a vessel and when they are willing and they're obedient and they say yes. Today we are being blessed with the word because a vessel was willing and obedient. So let's just thank God for the man of God for setting up such a platform because there are lives that will be changed and transformed for this. So man of God, we honor you. Now, so now that you know that you're a watcher and that you are to be alert to what God is doing, here is a scenario that I love. And I learned this from uh, brother, um, from Pastor uh, George Pearson. And he speaks and he says, because he's a man of God who served Kenneth Copeland very, very well. And he says one of the stratagems that he learned about victory, you know, uh, about victory in the kingdom of God is that each, he says the greatest board meeting that Brother Copeland has is when he's preaching from the stage. Brother uh, George Pearson says he has learned that whenever Brother Copeland is up on stage, that is the greatest board meeting because in that place, he begins to, to give downloads. He receives downloads. He begins to release downloads. And he begins to write it down. Why? Because that, you know, there's a place called, I think, can I call it the realm of the spirit? So for you, it, there are many places where God calls us, calls us into. And we see in the prophets of old, it says, and they were in the spirit. So whether it's in a church service or it's in your, in your time of devotion, your time of prayer and worshiping to God, while you're worshiping, while you're worshiping, God begins to download. God begins to speak to you. Strategies, stratagems, take over, you know, methods. He begins to tell you where to go, what to do. And you begin to write these things down. So brother George Pearson says, he begins to write these things down. And those things are, are, are sealed and affirmed as much as, in fact, they even have a higher weight compared to when he calls in a, a board meeting. You know, with an organization, you know, you call in board meetings, board members of a board meeting, you begin to discuss the agenda and the number of things. But the greatest board meeting you can ever have is in a place where the Holy Spirit, where God sets the board meeting, where God sets the agenda. 
So he says, everything significant we have done in the ministry never came from sitting around the boardroom. But when Brother Copeland was standing up on stage, speaking from the realm of the spirit. Why? Because that's the place where, as a watcher, there is the clearest view and the agenda has been set by God and not by man. He says after the service or after the meetings, a week later, they can sit in a board meeting and Brother, Cop Brother uh, George Pearson begins to present and he says, Brother Copeland, this is what you said. This is what God says we should do. There are times when Brother Copeland himself would be like, really? Did I say that? But here's the thing. He, the, it's an instruction that is never doubted. Why? Because it has come from the realm of being in the place of the spirit. I want to help every watcher here because these are the things that we go through and walk through, myself included. You hear God clearly. He's spoken to you. You're in that place where, as a watcher, you've been alert, you have seen it, and you have written it down. You come out. <laughs> now you're in the place where we call, you know, you're back into your normal self, you're back into your five senses, whatever you want to call it. And then you look at the stuff that God has said, and you're thinking, how can this be? Not only that, perhaps it seems like, you know, every devil and demon comes against you. Everything that, you know, everything coming against you is contrary to what God has said. Listen, watcher, you need to be clear and to know the voice of God. When God has spoken to you, and I believe there are people that I'm speaking to right now, there are things that God has spoken to you. He has shown you, but you come out in a time where because you've come to a place where you have faced so much resistance, you almost want to doubt. You almost want to turn back. Here is the secret. Never doubt your instructions from the Lord. Never doubt what the Lord has shown you. When in doubt, go back to the realm of that instruction. So the times, watch all you need to do is hold on to that voice that you heard. Why? Because you know the voice of God. You know the voice of God. So what does that mean? That means, my brothers and my sisters, our communion and our fellowship with God must be at an all-time high all the time. I like how Paul puts it in Romans chapter 12 and reading from the Message Bible. He says, here's what I want you to do. Take your ordinary life, your everyday life, place it before God as an offering. Walking around life, you're going to work, you're eating. That's what the Bible says. Therefore, as a watcher, even in my eating, I must see God. I must see God in the smallest of detail. Why? Because if I can see God in that detail, I can see how I can transform a nation. Hallelujah. I can see how I can transform nations. So I want you to always bear this in mind. Right. One of the things that the Lord spoke to me regarding it is your time, as mentioned earlier, that you are coming out with great success. Now, when the Lord spoke to me about this, and again, I went and I did a study of understanding what is time. Because when we talk a lot about it's time, it's time. 
And so in the realm of the natural, as we said, looking at the two different uh, countries and the different continents, look at Australia, look at the you know, um, South African time, and look at the time in the, in the United States right now. All of us will talk of totally different times. In Australia, it's getting into the wee hours of the morning. In the US, it's only early morning. So when you talk about time, what really is the time? And so I was mentioning how the world's timing, they decided to bring in a synchronization in what they call the Coordinated Universal Time, the UTC, so that when we begin to talk about time, we begin to mention in which time zone so that we can be synchronized and coordinated. And there are over 40 time zones worldwide, okay? So different earth zones have different time zones, and this becomes the basis for knowing what time it is for any given locality. Are we together? So there is the coming together, the synchronizing of the time zones from the 40 different time zones. You need to know how to synchronize. Bearing in mind the above facts, the time we've been accustomed to is the time formulated by man. And it is essential for us to know and to understand who originated time and why. So I want us now to step into that place where we begin to come and understand. So now when we're saying it is your time, what does that mean? And I want you to be as the sons of Issachar who step into a place of knowing and understanding the times and the seasons of God as a watcher, very important. So in, in the study of time, and in the declaration to know that God has said, it is time for you to come out with great substance. There are four calendars that I looked at, and there's more than that. And so just to bring into context what I'm about to download with you right now. Number one, the one timing that we all know, that is called the Gregorian calendar. That is the month January to December, and we know the time. So that time was a man-made time the gregorian calendar and as you know we are in 2022 so 2022 ad so the question is what was the other time before 2022 so we've coming in to establish that man for the last 2022 years established what is called the gregorian calendar and if you are to operate and base your life on the gregorian calendar you there's a, you know, you will not be able to synchronize with what God is doing. Just like so, we need to come to a place where we know which time zone you need to use to step in and to know what God is saying and what God is doing. So that is calendar number one. Calendar number two is the Jewish calendar. Now there's many Jewish calendars, but I'm just going to speak about, you know, the two main ones. The first one, what is the first, the traditionally commonly known Jewish calendar again, and this one is regulated by, by based by the moon and regulated by the sun. And now this one begins with the month of Tishri all the way to the month of Elul. And within next week, we're in the 11th month. Right now, we're in the 10th month, and so we'll be entering into the month of Elul next week. And then, uh, and then beginning of September, we're entering into Tishri. It's the beginning of a new year. At the present moment, we are in the year. Five, seven, eight, uh, five, 
5782. That's correct. 5782. So we are in the year 5782, 5782 from, from Genesis and from creation of man. So that is how the Jewish calendar begins to count it, which means in the next month and a half, we are in the year 5783. And that is the Jewish calendar. But take note, when that, and that's the calendar that was instituted right from the beginning. Now, what then came when God wants to shift the calendar, marker, when he wants to shift the calendar in your life, we see in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 2, because of time, allow me to just read it. What we now, what we call the biblical calendar, because God came in and then he says, because he was taking the children of Israel out of the place of bondage. And when he had taken them out, and this is what he begins to speak to them. He says, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first of the month unto you. What did God do right here, right there? It was in the seventh month of the Jewish calendar. God comes in and he says, it's no longer the seventh month. You are now in your first month. And this shall be the beginning of the year unto you. And it was the beginning of what God was about to do as he was taking them out of, out of bondage and out of slavery into the promises that he had in the name of Jesus. So it's very important to understand. And it brings me to the fourth calendar, which is the most important one now for you and me. Because now this one goes over and above the Gregorian calendar or the Jewish calendar or the biblical calendar. Where do we find this? Hebrews chapters 3 and 4, when you go into detail and praise God, platform church believes in the rested life. It is the, it, it, it is the spiritual calendar and the timetable of God. As a child of God, if you cannot synchronize your calendar into the spiritual calendar of God, into the rested time calendar of God, you will miss out in what God is saying. Because while you think you're in January, while you're, so you're, you're thinking you're in the month Nisan, God is saying today. And so you find that, I'll just read one scripture there from Hebrews 3, verse 15 to 16. It says, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice and harden not your hearts as in the provocation, for some when they had heard did provoke, how bait not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. When you miss this calendar and synchronizing yourself with God, you come to a place where you miss what God wants. You disqualify yourself to be a watcher that can operate in the next round and in the next round because not every Israelite came out of Egypt because they missed in seeing what God is doing. They missed in, in, in the order of, you know, they had their own order. We have our own thoughts, our own patterns, but our ways are not our ways, says the Lord. We've got to be alert that when God says now and today, it begins your calendar. How do I see that? In the natural, we all have a birthday calendar and each birthday day marks the beginning of a new year. Why can you not then be able to see that God can shift your calendar? God can shift your timing. 
And one key ingredient for a watcher is to be able to know the time. As of the sons of Iskai, he says, they knew the times and the seasons, and they knew what Israel ought to do, and they had command over their brethren. So for you to take over, for you to enter into the realms of the seven mountains, for you to enter into the realms of great strategy, you need to understand the calendar time of God and know that it is your time. Therefore, as a watcher, when God has spoken to you, no one can argue the time. No one can argue God's instruction that he has given you. No prophet, no apostle, no prophet can argue what God has spoken to you, just like no one can argue your birth date. So it's very important because when you're under the right place, under the right anointing, it comes as a confirmation. It will not even surprise your man or woman of God. Why? Because we've all been called and qualified to be in this place where when we hear his voice today, the season begins. That is why he says his mercies are new every morning. Today you can start a new season. Today you can enter into something new. Today you can forget all that lies behind you and press into what God has for you because we've been called to shift generations. Amen. Let me move on quite quickly. What is the greatest mark of a watcher? That you must establish generations after you. The greatest marker, mark of a watcher is that you have been called to establish generations after you. How do I know that? One of the watchers that we all follow after is Abraham. In Genesis 18, God speaks to him and he says, and the Lord said, in fact, he's speaking with, you know, with, with, with the angels. He's speaking and he says, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham? what i am doing since abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him there are nations that are waiting nations that are waiting innovations that are waiting for i have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him that they keep the way of the lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. So one of the qualifications is that Abraham, God could not hide from him. Why? Because he knew that Abraham was going to take a position to pass it on to his children and to his children's children. Because what God is looking for, he is looking for a people that will take nations and not a people that are looking to just bless me, myself, and I, but to be a blessing to the nation, to be able to build hospitals and be a blessing, to build roads and be a blessing, to establish schools and be a blessing. We are not in a time where we are watching and we say, Lord, what shall I eat for dinner tonight? No, 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 no. We cannot be in a place of intimacy with God to wait upon what food shall I eat? Lord, help me. But we need to be ready to build nations. We need to be ready to go to the next level. And that is why continuously we see God referred to as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Not only that, throughout the kings that we see in the Bible, these are the two statements you always see. That it says, and he reigned over Israel for so many years and did evil 
for the sight of the and walked in the way of his father. There are people that even in their state of evil, they are walking after the ways of their father. But that is not our portion. Because on the other hand, you see kings that rise up and it says, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And he did according, according to all that his father David said. So they pointed back to David. They pointed back to the patriarchs. So one of the things that you need to be willing to do is as a watcher is say, Lord, I am ready to do that which will come and transform generations. You know, I'm personally in a place where you come to a place where the thing that we are doing, my husband and I, it's because we are to build for generations to come. You know, when God has revealed something to you, it's an indictment to the admitting for you to just stay in the level of God bless me or to stay in the level of thinking, you know, let me just do this for myself. Why? Because we need, I don't know about you, but I have, I know I grew up with people around me or rather we know of people around us who we look at and we say, oh, they are, you know, they are operating from the wealth of their parents generational wealth. Why? Because somebody was willing to come to a place where they had to see generations ahead. Watch out. You're not called to see what you're supposed to have for dinner. You're called to see what lies ahead. Many years ago, I was in Nelspruit and the Lord spoke a story to me. Just like he says in Proverbs, I went past the field and the Lord spoke to me a sermon. I saw, you know, the plantations. And when you look at the plantation, some of these trees take up to 40 years, 40 years until they can harvest the timber. And I thought to myself, how many people are willing to be in a place where they are establishing a foundation because the harvest will only come in 40 years? Come on. Hallelujah. And this is the difference that we see, unfortunately, my brother, with a lot of people of color. Because we have not been willing to establish something where the harvest and return comes in the next 40 years. Because we, have, we don't see our children. We don't see our grandchildren. We don't see our great-grandchildren. We want to be in a place where we can be seen by everybody. The house that we've built and the car that we are driving. But we forget the generations to come. I'd rather be in a place where people can look and mock and wonder what is going on. I say it is only a fool that passes by a building site and you see those yellow machines, you see the excavators, you see the rubble and everything and you walk past and you laugh and you say, ha, 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 look at that dirt, what are they doing? Only a fool will laugh at a site like that. So brothers and sisters, there are times when your life looks like you have a lot of rubble around you. You have all the rocks. You have so much. There's blasting happening. I mean, your finances are being blasted. Your peace is being blasted. At, your marriage is being blasted. All because you've been a watcher. All because you've seen something that nobody else has seen. So don't worry about their opinions. Don't worry about what they see. Don't worry about what the mess looks like. Because let me let you know, very soon, that foundation is being laid. And once the foundation is laid, you know, within no time, that building goes up. And suddenly, it's a monument that others will see. Suddenly, your grandchildren, they don't need to look and, and 
you know, and, and come into this world and wonder what are we going to do. But like Jerry Savelle says, when he goes into hospital to see his grandchild, he holds the child in his hand and says, you are the richest child on planet Earth right now. And immediately he goes and he opens up an investment and a share certificate for his grandchild. Child of God, this is God's portion when he speaks about generational wealth. When he speaks about, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? As a watcher, be willing, be prepared to, to be the one that will lay the ground for greatness that is to come. Hallelujah. There are schools that you need to build. There are clinics that you need to build. There are hospitals that need to be built. You know, in my days of growing up, there were so many schools that were Anglican schools, Catholic schools, and the rest. But time talking Pentecostal child, where are the schools that we are building? Where are the clinics that we are building? Where are the universities that we are building? It's time to come out of the realm of Rikamanda Keshanda, bring that download and put it down. Bring that download and action it. Become one who will establish greatness in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me continue moving on right now. I can go on and on about this. The next thing I want to talk to you about a watcher is have the right language. Jesus is the language of God. Listen to this. I was so blessed when I was reading this and I read it from the Passion Translation and it's taken from Hebrews chapter one. It says, throughout our history, God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways. The revelation he gave them was only a fragment at a time, building one truth upon another. So that's where we've come from, from a place where, you know, God was speaking one precept upon another, fragment by fragment. But listen, but to us living in these days, it shall come to pass in the last days, remember. But to us living in these days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of a son. In the language of a son. What is the interpretation of this? What does it say? It says, we speak in English, but God speaks in son. Son language. The sonship of Jesus is the language he uses. So as a full watcher, so a watcher, what a watcher needs to do is they need to look into everything that Jesus did. Everything that Jesus did. Jesus says, I only do what I hear my, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. So is there a vessel that is ready to hear, ready to see what God says must be done at whatever the cost is? So he says, but to us living in these days, God now speaks to us openly in the language of son, the appointed heir of everything. For through him, God created the panorama of all things and at all time. So you need to ensure that the language that you're speaking is the son language, the kingdom language. It's not about, oh, we are just trying. Oh, you know, I think God is saying, no, you must speak with authority. Let me move on. What's your anchor as a watcher? What is the anchor? What keeps, what, what anchor is it that you need to have as a watcher? What anchors you? Nothing but the word of faith. The word of faith. You see, child of God, 
one thing that keeps us on the straight and the narrow about being a watcher and operating in the realm of the prophetic and understanding how to be a gatekeeper, how to be an intercessor, is that you must align and point back to Jesus. Point back in the word of faith. What does it say? I loved it when I was reading in the Passion Translation in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, and without faith living within us, it will be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith, we all know that, knowing that he is real and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. Wonderful. But listen to this in verse 7. Faith opened Noah's heart to receive revelation, ha, 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 rianda, and warnings from God about what was coming. Hey, even things that had never been seen before. Faith opened Noah's heart. So as a watcher, you cannot move away from the realm of understanding God's word and the word of faith. Knowing that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. We need to be in a place where we speak and we prophesy on the basis of God's word and seeing the things that have never been seen before, downloading things that have never been seen before. I want to speak and to decree and declare that you know, no longer should we come to a place where we wake up and there's an Uber and we wake up and there's this app and all that. You should be the one. We wake up to your innovation. We wake up to the things that God begins to reveal and download. Noah had never seen rain. He did not know what it was. But it says Noah's heart was open to receive revelation and warnings from God of, of, of things that were coming and things that had never been seen before in the name of Jesus. We can no longer live in the, in, in the realm of religion. We need to step into the realm of the mysteries of God. The mysteries of God, there are great and many mysteries that are yet to be unfolded. And it is waiting for a watcher's mindset that will say, Lord, I am ready to do the, you know, that which has never been done. I am ready to, you know, to build things that have never been built. I am ready. I am ready. You know, we look at Abraham and we think, oh, God called him and he walked. I'm telling you, it was by faith. In fact, it goes on to say, it says, but he stepped out in reverent obedience, this is Noah, to God and built an ark that would save him and his family. By his faith, the world was condemned, but Noah received God's gift of righteousness that come by faith. So through faith, he was able to save him and his family and established a whole new lineage. Verse 8, listen to this now. Faith motivated Abraham to obey God's call and leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. They are territories that are to be discovered and we need to step into them. It's not about race, it's not about color, it's not about background, but it's about positioning yourself to know that there are places that are not, that we need to move from the place of familiarity and step into a place where we discover territory that we are destined to inherit from God. 
they are, they are, you know, right there in your backyard, you never know. You know, by the spirit of God, he'll call you to dig there and you'll find gold. Gold is right under your nose. God is saying gold is right there under your nose. So get into that place of the spirit and say, Lord, where is the gold? Show me where it is. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There is riches that are filled on this earth. We just need to say, Lord, show me. After any Zimbabwean, they will tell you that they discovered diamond and they thought that, you know, they're just shining stones that they were hitting birds with. But hey, there could be gold right there under your nose. He says, this is talking about Abraham. So he left, the only, he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going, Abraham stepped out in faith. He lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. As in, he lived as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else. Child of God, this should not be our portion. For a very long time, Abraham went through a journey where there's a time when he lived in the promised land, but he lived as an immigrant. You know, he lived as though it belonged to somebody else. What are the things that belong to you that you're not in possession of right now simply because you think it belongs to somebody else? And yet it is right there for you. And you need to have the boldness and step out in the name of Jesus. Well, because of time, I won't go through the last point, but I'll just give it to you. Watchers are called to be pillars. And it's very important. This is taken from Revelation chapter 3, the seven churches, the church in Philadelphia. What we see <clears throat> is that it was a church that had gone through a shaking. It had gone through uh, tremors. It had gone through such a shaking just as the nations and the worlds have come out of right now. But this is what God said to them. He says, I will make you to be a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, permanently secure. I will write on you the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem descending from my God out of heaven. And I will write my own name on you. God wants to establish you as a great pillar. And so you need to be able to stand up, rise up and say, Lord, I am willing. I will be a watcher for you in the name of Jesus. And now is the time for every watcher to arise and begin to see what God has in store for you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now, right now, I want us to get into time as we close some time of prayer. And we just want to pray for those things that you have. If you had been following, uh, and if not, it's time to catch up right now. You know, write down those things that, in fact, you should already have things that God has spoken to you about. There should be a place where you've been writing, where you've been journaling. And so now is the time for us to speak into these things. And as we pray, and you are decreeing, and you are declaring the Lord, the things that you've shown me, the things that uh, I have seen and have written down, Lord, these are the things that are coming to pass in the name of Jesus. And we shall pray according to Ephesians chapter 1. Let me just get to the Ephesians chapter 1 in the Passion Translation. It is your time. It is your time. In the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you. We praise you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare as we stand in agreement with every watcher right now. Lord, the things that you have revealed unto them in the name of Jesus. We declare that through this conference, there is a full release of stepping out into those things that have been downloaded from the heavenlies in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for a quickening of a spirit of faith that will release and leap out into the unknown, into the things that you've destined for them to do in the name of Jesus. We come against every resistance. We come against every obstacle. And we declare, Father, as you have spoken unto them, it shall be so and it will not be otherwise in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, will continue to impart unto you, unto the secret that he has given you, the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. Those things that God has downloaded, may he continue to furnish and flame you with wisdom, with revelation, by a deepening intimacy with him in the name of Jesus, by a relationship with him, that God may call you his friend, as he said unto Abraham. I pray that the light of God we illuminate the eyes of your imagination. May you step into greater realms of imagination, far above, beyond what you, your, your natural mind can even think. That which God has revealed unto you, it shall be done. It can be done. So your eyes, may they be illuminated. May they be flooded with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is to step into the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that has been stored upon you. And I pray that you continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power that has been made available to you through faith, that God's power may continue to work in and through you for you to know God's power that has been made available through you in faith in the name of Jesus, that your life may be an advertisement of his immense power. May your life be a billboard. May the works of your hands be an advertisement that the power of God lives inside of you, that the hand of God is upon you, that the people may see the working mighty power of God in the name of Jesus. As you enter into every territory, as you enter into every realm, may you know and be established that God's word has been heard and has been spoken through you. May you rise up in boldness. May you rise up in confidence as a watcher, as one who has been assigned from God to do greatness upon this earth in the name of Jesus. I release, this, I release this blessing upon you. And I declare that from this day, you will step up and you'll step out and you'll do great things for the kingdom in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Man of God, thank you so much. And over to you. That was, that, was, that was a powerful message there you just dropped. And I'm trying for me to recover on a particular statement that you said. 
And um, I know because we are pressing for time, but I want us to push in that place one more time in prayer. In the book of Genesis <laughs> chapter 18, verse 17 that you read. And that very yes. particular scripture keeps staying in my head and it's refusing to go. And I don't know why. But I guess because <laughs> God wants to do something in the lives of somebody today that mm -hmm. from your mm -hmm. own life, uh, she said, th th mm -hmm. no, th this one stayed with me because I want us to just mm -hmm. speak in tongues for the next two minutes. And the two minute mm -hmm. tongues we're going to speak. And what is it? It's the fact that God will begin a pattern with you. A pattern mm -hmm. with you. She said, I'm and I, as I can put it here, it says here, it says a watcher, um, what you call it, a watcher, the, the, I mean the sign of a watcher is to establish generations after you. To establish Kala a generation Kushi. after you. Which means mm -hmm. a watcher sets a pattern. Which yes, means you are much. not supposed to carry patterns of your great-grandfather that is poor, broke, dejected, no. begging, living from mm. hand to mouth, walking like an elephant and ripping results like an mm. ant. Which means from you. From you. Hallelujah. He said, how can Hallelujah. I do this Rabbi and take Abraham mm. away from it? Which means from mm. Abraham, mm. I want to start this. Mm. And she said something again mm. that really blessed me. We're going to pray. She said, there are different mm. calendars, but there's a calendar she said that I like. The calendar of my birthday. <laughs> I like that one because I don't know where all the other calendars come mm. from, but at least I know the day I was born. And this one, I can guarantee mm. a plugins to make me grow as a watcher. But you are going to open your mouth, you are going mm. to pray where you are. In just two minutes, mm. with your results in your hand, because remember, we are downloading. I have downloaded tonight Man. that it begins with me. I, I don't know about you. My, my, my own, it begins with me. What my father resort, my mother resort. I remember about a few days ago, my mm. wife and I, we were talking and she said something to me. He said, I don't want to give my children what my parent gave me. I want to give my yep. children better off than what my parent gave me. And when she said that, I said, ah, there is a lot of work I need to do <laughs> because the money is going to come out from my pocket also. But you're going to pray tonight. The prayer is this, Lord, from me, begin a new pattern. From me, begin a new way. From me, begin to develop hospital. Begin to make the road. Begin to create and begin to adjust. Open your mouth and begin to pray in just two minutes as you begin to lambano in tongues. Father, from me, begin a new pattern. Call your name in the realm of the spirit. From darling to Steve, from Kanye Salmeza, begin a new pattern. Lord, I arrange my tentacles. I arrange my antennas. I arrange my mind. Begin from me. Rimanosh Akan. Habita Kavrenatos Ebranepa. Habikatos Ebranatoshata. Habrinatos Shakata. Rapanegos and Katapilata. Father from me. Lord from me. From me. From South Africa. Talent in the city in the rural parts of Africa. Lord from from me here, Shifata Paranosa, Ham Vreta Kebeletos Ekrata, Ham Metako Paradash Letosa, Ham Vrepedash Ekata, from me, Lord, from me, Lord, from me. Shikatos Pilaros As you are praying that prayer, begin to declare every obstacle that want to arise to stop me. I bury you tonight. Every obstacle, as a watcher, you can make a decree. 
every obstacle that want to stand uh, to stop me from me starting. Uh, Lord, I bring it to naught. Uh, I destroy their effect. Uh, I bring their plan down. Ratosh ekata. Push in the next one minute. Renegosh nefranata badosha. Father, from me, it begins. Uh, and I stop the distractions. Uh, I stop the plans of the devil. I end their factors. Uh, I come against their gang up. Uh, their eyes are put together to make me feel. Not after this conference. Uh, after this conference, I'm showing up as a king. I'm showing up as the queen. I'm getting there, not just speaking in tongues, but making the wave for them to see me, that my time is now. Ranosh de Kapan. Every katosh de Greneta Yarosa. Alle Kremenosh e Kapa. Lifranos Father Lord, we thank you. Lord, we appreciate you because indeed you are God of the rested life. We thank you for what you have set to do tonight that you have begun. That from us today, Father, you are setting in you. You are doing that yes. which you want to do in our own time. Starting with Thank us tonight that is streaming on all of the platform. Lord, I join my faith with the faith of your daughter. Having brought this word tonight, that God, you are looking for someone. And Lord, we have presented ourselves collectively for you to start with us. We declare tonight that your word that have come out from your daughter, it begins to bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and a hundred-fold. In the name of Jesus, Lord, any devil that may want to rise up and to show up in their life tonight, as they are about to leave the service, Lord, I command that devil to fail in the name of Jesus. Lord, for your daughter who you have used tonight, Lord, we ask from the abundance and from the, from the plenty of your domain, Lord, begin to fill your daughter again. Begin to refill your daughter again. Begin to refill your daughter again. That the word that she has released upon her lives, that she will see the fruit. 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 In the name of Jesus. Father Lord, we thank you. Lord, you are the only one, O Lord, that has orchestrated this day one. Lord, I could not have fathomed it this way. But because you are the way maker, you are the miracle worker. And so Jacob will release all the glory back to you, Lord. Thank you, Father, because we know that this is done. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. That's all we have for today. But be sure to continue listening to the Rested Life Conversations. At Platform Church, we are all about simplifying the process, providing solutions, and creating realities for you. If this message has blessed you and you want to be a blessing by supporting this ministry, please visit platformchurch.co.za. Platform Church, family of rest.